This is episode 23 of the High Life Podcast. Welcome to the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith Wadsworth, your host and certified wellness coach. Each episode covers all things health and wellness, providing weekly inspiration and information for ways to honor yourself every day. Hey guys, back again after a brief hiatus from the podcast, from blogging, and I was on social media, but I wasn't on it as much as I probably usually am, and it was honestly just what I needed. So I was in Greece for about a week and started in Athens, and then we went to Mykonos for two nights, and then we went to Santorini for three nights, and then back to Athens for a little bit. Um, And I was there with one of my best friends, Jackie, who I went to college with. And this was like really a true vacation. So Um, you guys know, most of you know, unless you're new here, welcome. Hi, I'm Meredith. Um, but if you've been around for a while, you know, I'm now traveling, um, in Europe for indefinitely, um, probably the the entire summer and potentially a good bit into fall. Um, and maybe after that, we'll, we'll kind of see, but, um, while I'm traveling, it can be kind of hard to tell, you know, when I'm really working and when I'm really, you know, traveling for, for leisure and like vacation and stuff. And it's a new lifestyle for me for sure. And so I'm just sort of kind of getting used to that and figuring out, you know, good flow of things, um, of when I need to be on and doing, you know, writing and recording and, um, things like that versus when I need to just sort of be present and either, you know, be with the people that I'm with family or friends and, or, you know, take in, um, where I am. Cause a big part of why I'm traveling is to really see more of the world and experience more, more of the world in, um, and different cultures in that authentic way and not just being there to, you know, capture content and that kind of thing. So, um, sometimes I feel like even when, I tell myself that I'm not working mentally. I kind of still am because I'm thinking about, oh, you know, this would be a great topic to talk about on the show or to blog about and whatnot. So it can be really hard to separate, you know, what I'm doing and, and, um, you know, my sort of just being from what I, what I do here, um, as my job and as my passion and, and all that. But, um, this trip was the perfect way for me to concretely, you know, give myself that, um, divisor, divider, (laughs) division between working and really just playing. And, um, I'm grateful for my friend Jackie for that because, uh, initially I wasn't really planning to go to Greece necessarily. I mean, I, I would have loved to go eventually, but I'd gone before when I was younger on a family vacation. So I didn't feel like a pressing need to go back, but, um, Jackie had never been and she's from the West coast and she was going to be over on the East coast, um, staying with her family for a wedding. And she was like, you know, I've always wanted to go to Greece and you're going to be over in Europe and I'm already going to be on the East coast. So I may as well go the extra several thousand miles and go to Greece. And what would you, what would you think about coming with me? And, um, having this be like our vacation, like a real summer vacation. And I was like, Oh, you know, I kind of love that idea. And, actually like treating myself to nice hotels and things like that, as opposed to most of the time I'm traveling, I'm doing like hostels or Airbnbs or staying with friends and stuff. So, um, and it was really nice to kind of just not, um, put a lot of the burden of planning things on ourselves. And so I tracked down a, uh, local to Greece or 
yeah, just a Greek um, travel agency and they were called Fantasy Travel and they were amazing. So um, I tracked them down, just did a quick Google search of, you know, different um, Greek itineraries and they have this awesome website where you can basically customize a um, itinerary and they'll effectively put it together for you, but you can put in things like how long you're staying, what your budget is, if you're trying to have, you know, day trips and adventures, or if you're just trying to relax, um, that kind of thing. And so you plug in, you know, all of the, all of your preferences. And then within like 24 hours, they come back to you with, um, a basic itinerary outline. And then you give them feedback as to, you know, I want to do this differently, or I want to spend an extra day on this Island, or I want to go to this Island instead of that one. Um, and you can even like see the hotels they suggest and, um, say, oh, you know, I'd, I'd want one in a different part of town or I want one, you know, that has, um, that's less expensive or, or whatever. So totally customizable. And they were so, so thorough. And, um, it was just so nice to get there and have kind of everything taken care of for us. Um, and by the way, this is not at all like a paid or uh, sponsored po- like plug for this company. They were just fantastic. And I highly recommend anybody use them ever. If you're going to Greece again, it's fantasy travel. Um, but so it was so nice kind of having all of that done for us. And that really sort of gave me the freedom to just, you know, be, be on the trip to just use it as a real vacation and not like a working holiday or anything. And, um, just be with my friend who I hadn't really seen and spent that much time with in a long time. And, um, to really take in all that Greece had to offer, which it had so much, it was absolutely stunning everywhere we went. Um, we had the perfect weather. It was pretty hot. It was like 85, 90 degrees, even some days, um, especially under the sun, but being on the islands, you usually get a pretty nice wind. So it was never like unbearable. It felt so awesome. And the food was just, oh my God, Greek food. Like, I don't even know where to begin. Um, first of all, Mediterranean food is just like the best thing ever. And it's essentially super focused on vegetables. Um, so it's like name, it's namely a plant-based way of eating, honestly. And then, um, they incorporate lots of fish and seafood and, um, they do have like some meats and chickens and, and things. Um, but it's not like the main focus of a meal. And I mean, they'll have like pizzas and pastas and stuff like that too, but everything is so, so clean. And it's just, it's so nice to not have to worry about things being like super processed or like packed with preservatives or added sugars and things. And like, typically I feel like when, even when I'm enjoying like, you know, um, more relaxed, you know, quote unquote flex meals or whatever at home, like sure I'll order pizzas and things like that when I'm back in the States or even here in London. But sometimes you have to be weary of, oh, you know, is this, is there a lot of sugar in the pizza dough or are they using, you know, canola oil instead of real olive oil? And it's just, you don't get any of that, any of that in Greece. It's like, or, or in, even in like Italy and some of the, some of the more traditional, um, areas of, uh, or, you know, traditional cuisine capitals of Europe. Um, it's just so authentic, you know, from, you know, where it's grown to the restaurants that serve it, that have been there for, you know, years and years, oftentimes over a hundred years. And it's just tradition. And, um, there's, they're just not trying to put on any facade or anything. You know, there's, there are so many streets, like little, um, like market streets that have just restaurant and restaurant and restaurant one after the other, after the other. 
And I mean, you kind of get that in like New York and some other major cities, but unlike those places, it's like each and every one of those places probably has somewhat of a similar menu, but, um, and they can kind of come off as like generic menus, but you can be sure that like whatever you're going to get at any one of those places is going to be so good. It's going to taste gourmet. And I, you just kind of have to experience it for yourself, but it's so good. And it's like food freedom on a whole other different level, you know, um, I've talked about, you know, food freedom before and sort of feeling like, um, you don't need to be super controlling over everything that you're having, but to some degree, even when you're in like the U S or, um, London or sometimes, you know, I've never been to Australia, but I've kind of heard this, the case there too, um, that you still need to sort of have a, a, a mindfulness with it and that you need to be aware of like, you know, overly processed things. And, um, when you're eating out, especially it's not always the easiest to, um, really make sure that you're getting, you know, clean or ingredients and stuff. But, um, when that is just, that pressure is just completely taken off of you when you're going out to places, um, in Europe, it's just like, a whole other different world of not having to constantly have that on your mind. And it frees you up for just being that much more present, that much more personable with whoever you're with and appreciating that much more the experience that you're having and the surroundings of where you are and just the beauty of the city and the culture. Um, so that was probably one of the best parts. And I, I think that, fact made the rest of the trip as amazing as it was because I wasn't constantly like thinking about, okay, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to have for lunch? What am I going to have for dinner? Because I don't know where we're going to eat. And I don't know if the website or if the restaurant will even have a website where I can look it up ahead of time. You just kind of like, you just don't even have to worry about any of that. Um, but even also like if there were things that, um, if if we got to a place that didn't have, you know, as many, options as I would have liked to have, or as many veggie focused options. There was one restaurant we went to and I just simply asked, you know, Hey, do you, could I ask for like a side of steamed veggies? And they were like, yeah, no problem. And just brought out a side of like steamed broccoli and it wasn't on the menu, but it was just so simple, you know, just never hurts to ask. And, um, most places anywhere in the world will be able to do that. Um, so Greece was just such a nice, um, sort of way to step away from, a rut that I felt like I was in before going. And, um, I have been now in Europe for about a month, which is crazy how much time has gone by already. Um, but I've kind of felt like my first few weeks of being abroad, it was kind of hard to really figure out, as I was saying, you know, when I was working and when I wasn't working and also I'm staying at my, um, sister's place, which so kind of them to host me and basically offer up their home to me as base camp for the summer, um, staying here intermittently between, uh, visiting other cities. Um, but they have a almost two year old, my nephew, Robbie, who is adorable and you may have seen him on my Instagram stories, but I'm obsessed with him and he's the cutest thing ever. Um, but that all said, it's just, I'm in a very different um, environment now. And so I'm, I'm waking up and it's usually I'm being woken up by Robbie, which is totally fine because that means that I'm getting up early, which is good. Um, but it's just different from what I'm used to of, you know, sort of waking up on my own time and, um, then not having to, you know, 
maneuver around other people in the apartment or I can kind of spread out and have my own space. So now, um, it's, you know, doing yoga on the floor next to Robbie's toys while his show Peppa Pig is playing around, playing on in the background or whatever. So it just kind of takes you out of your element. And that's a good thing. Sometimes it, it, it encourages you to, um, try to stick to what you know and what you, appreciate about your routine in a different environment and it kind of tests you to see you know okay it's easy for you just to be in a certain routine when um everything is familiar and when you have all the time and space that you need so how can those things that have come to serve you still serve you in an environment that's a little bit different so it challenges you in that way um and that's what helps you grow so um it's uh, it's been different and it's been a challenge for sure one that I'm appreciative of um but all that said it also kind of put me in this place where I was in a bit of a rut like I mentioned and um I was feeling a little bit you know stuck as to where should I put my focus on um with my business and feeling you know not motivated to to study as much I'm still working on um my integrative health practitioner certification and, um, through that, that's through the Cabral wellness Institute. Um, it's my second certification. And, um, also, you know, between that and planning where else I want to travel. And I was just kind of feeling really, really lethargic around it all. And it just kind of felt overwhelming to think about. And I didn't really feel motivated to tackle it all. And so stepping away for a bit and just having that break of vacation was precisely what I needed because I came back and just had like such a renewed, sense of vitality and excitement and eagerness around it all. So that kind of inspired what I wanted today's show to be really about. Um, I know that we're like 15 minutes into this podcast, but thanks for hanging on this long. Um, I'm getting to it. So really what I wanted to talk about today was different ways to get out of a rut. So specifically seven tips that I have for getting out of a rut. And um, these kind of have all come to me over uh, over time, different experiences that I've had of getting out of different ruts, depending on sort of where I'm at in life and where I'm at physically, um, as well as mentally, um, and emotionally. So, um, they may not all apply to every situation that you're in. So you, you likely could apply all of these tips to one specific situation, but sometimes all you need is just one or two of them. So, um, these aren't in any particular order of importance. I think they're all important and it's kind of just like going through the list and saying okay which one do I feel called to do which one do I feel like is really going to help me um or what combination is really going to help me um but if you don't know where to begin you easily could just go down the list and try each one one at a time so my first tip would be to give back to yourself take some you time some self-care because that's usually what falls behind first and Know that when you're taking time for yourself, it's not the same thing as being lazy. I think a lot of the time when we find ourselves in a rut, whether like it's with working out or it's eating healthy or not feeling motivated to um, get to your emails or whatever is looming over your head, you can fall into this pattern of, um, oh, you know, I'm just giving myself time and then we start scrolling on Instagram and we're watching TV and we're not actually doing anything productive. But... Um, then when you hear, okay, give yourself some new time, you kind of equate the two, but they're not the same thing. So that's kind of like procrastinating and procrastination is not productive. It's sort of like aimless distraction and just like filling this empty space with nothing that's really going to serve you versus taking time for yourself. 
that is not procrastination, that is productive self-care. And it's doing things like whatever's going to make you feel good and feeling like, you know, you're stepping into that person that you want to be that person who, you know, wakes up and, um, has a solid morning routine and just like feels into that abundant state of mind where you're getting shit done and you're just like on everything. So when you're feeling like really in a rut and just like, you know, lazy or, um, not feeling super motivated, sometimes things that can fall to the side are like your hygiene, you know, you might feel like, you know, your nails aren't done or you really need a shower or, um, you know, you need to, you know, get a massage or a sauna or something like that. And just kind of get your body out of this rut. A lot of times you're kind of in a physical rut too. Like you need to drain your lymph system and you just need to get the blood flowing and things like that. So, um, really taking time for yourself to do those little things. Like you might, honestly, I swear, I just like feel the difference between if you catch yourself sitting there and feeling really unproductive and unmotivated and like, checking, okay, my nails could look, look a little bit better. So then go to the bathroom, like clip your nails, file them down, whatever, clean them up, paint them yourself if you want to. And then just notice if you feel different. Do you feel more into that person who is, you know, productive than you did before? Um, and just see what that does for you. Because a lot of the time it's like those little things that we kind of just let pile up that then accumulate and weigh down on us even more. And they may not feel like they are significant or contributing to what our overall goal is in getting out of this rut, but trust me, they will help. So, you know, do your nails, make your bed, take a shower, clean up the space around you. Again, it's sort of like a cluttered space, a cluttered mind, do those little things and just set yourself up for success. Number two tip is meet yourself where you are and to start small. So you really won't get anywhere if you feel like where you have to go, like what you want to achieve is really far from where you're at. So if you're at this place where you're like, I can barely get myself off the couch right now, like I can't even comprehend going and doing an hour workout at the gym, like don't, don't make that your goal. Just get yourself off the couch onto the floor and do some stretching. So doing little things that will help you over time get to where you're trying to be, or it's going to do a lot more for you in the long run than trying to tell yourself that you need to do, um, you know, all of these big major steps rather than overhauling everything at once, do one thing at a time. So rather than saying, okay, right now I'm not going to the gym at all and I'm eating like shit and you know, I, my apartment's a mess rather than trying to overhaul everything at once just do one thing at a time. So maybe just clean your apartment first, get that out of the way, get yourself feeling better. Then say, okay, you know, I need to really clean up what I'm, what I've been having. So then try focusing on your diet. And once that's kind of back into where it's, um, where it was before, where you feel good with it, then focus on your exercise routine. So, um, don't spread yourself so thin because then you're going to lose energy and that's just, that's not going to help you get to where you want to be. Um, And that really, that starting small part of it really ties into my third point, which is to get your momentum going. So before you even really think about getting yourself back into, you know, healthy cooking, for example, just go to the grocery store. You know, it it can be hard to, if you, right now you're in this rut of ordering takeout or seamless, like three meals a day, 
going from that to having like these really elaborate home cooked meals is just like, that seems like way too much of a stretch. And then you're just like, Oh, I have like no, no motivation to do that. And then you're just going to keep doing your seamless thing. So rather than making that your goal, just get your butt to the grocery store and just get yourself surrounded by this, you know, the healthy produce or go to a farmer's market. That'd be even better. And just be inspired by the freshness of the foods you see around you. And, um, you know, or, or look up a recipe book or something, just get your mindset into that place to help you get the momentum going. And so then it'll work out like this, you know, like you'll, you'll just get yourself to the grocery store and you'll be surrounded by all the fresh foods and you'll be putting them in your basket. And you're like, okay, like that was easy enough. And then you get everything home and you're like, okay, you know, now I'm hungry, but I have all this food here. So I should do something with it rather than ordering from seamless. What's simple and easy, you know, it'll take me 20 minutes to roast some veggies. And then you roast some veggies. Oh, they're delicious. That was easy. You have them. And then you're like, okay, I could do something similar for dinner or, you know, whatever. And it just sort of, it starts rolling like that. Um, rather than just trying to envision where you're at right now on the couch, you know, with seamless open on your phone and, being this person that cooks for themselves all the time, that just is too big of a gap. So really whatever you can do to narrow that gap, um, is good. And so the same thing kind of works with, you know, let's talk, let's talk about exercise now. So if you feel like you haven't been working out for a long time or you're recovering from being sick or whatever, or you had a sprained ankle or something, and you're trying to get back into your rhythm of things, you know, you're not going to be able to pick up where you left off before where you were, whatever it was, um, whether that's, that meant for you an hour at the gym every day, or if that meant 20 minutes every day, whatever it was, don't expect yourself to be able to just pick right up where you left off, give yourself time and space. Um, and just say, you know, today I, I just want to get back into the routine of having a set, a set movement time a day. So, Typically, if I would go to the gym at like 8 a.m., just make 8 a.m. the time where you do some stretching or do some yoga or do something, do something to get yourself used to making that your movement time again. And then the next day you progress it. Maybe you add some weights or you're some resistance bands or whatever. And then the next day, you know, or, or maybe it takes weeks to do this, you know, just allow yourself that time to let it build and be gradual and just get that momentum going. Um, once you have the wheels turning, it'll pick up the pace on its own time, um, rather than you, you know, trying to sprint all at once and then just tripping over yourself. Um, so that all kind of takes me into step four or tip four rather, which is to step away both mentally and physically loosen the reins on things. Um, so this kind of ties into what I was talking about, what I experienced with needing to step away and just have that time in Greece to really just, be away from it all. Um, and again, that can kind of on the surface feel like, Oh, I'm just, you know, putting things off, but there's a difference between putting things off and wasting time and just not doing and allowing yourself to kind of just be and let things fall where they may. So I was talking with a a friend recently actually, and she was kind of feeling like for the past few months, she's, you know, doing her own startup and she was, feeling like she was really overbearing on everything and just trying to control every little thing. And cause she had this fear that if she didn't, then like things just wouldn't get done and things wouldn't move forward. And so she felt like every little piece of progress that she would get, she had to put all of her energy and attention into. And it honestly kind of got her to a place where she felt like she was running in circles where she was doing all this work and all this busy work, but wasn't actually getting anywhere with it. And 
then when she kind of just let herself have a weekend away, I think she went to the Hamptons and just kind of relax. She ultimately fell into meeting someone that was interested in working with her and gave her fresh perspective on what she was doing and ultimately helped her move her business forward. But the only way that she would have gotten into that situation is if she had let herself relax in the first place. So a lot of the times when we are trying so hard to control a situation, we aren't letting the universe do its thing and just guiding it to where it's truly meant to be. You know, we can get to this place where we're over controlling, we're thinking about it way too much, we're overthinking it and making it harder on ourselves and harder, just harder than it needs to be. It doesn't need to be that hard. And we don't always, you know, our our job is not to control the outcome. Our job is just to put in as much good energy and good vibes as we can to what we're doing and trust that whatever unfolds is how it's meant to be. And it may not look exactly like you envisioned it and that's a good thing because if everything always turned out exactly the way that you wanted them to be, life would be pretty damn boring. Um, so, uh, you know, appreciate that, embrace that and just feel good about what you're putting into your work. Because if it's coming to a place where you feel like you're starting to resent what you're doing because it's over, it's, you know, over consuming you, um, and you're not actually getting anywhere, then that frustration, that feeling of stagnation is just going to go right back into your work. And that's, that's just what, what's going to circulate. So rather than circulate that, that stagnation, that stuck feeling into what you're doing, step away, get unstuck, and then come back with the rejuvenated energy that you'd have. Um, and that's going to ultimately progress you that much farther than if you had devoted, you know, the weekend to doing more and more work. Um, So that I really can't emphasize enough. Tip number five, help someone else be productive. Getting outside of yourself is one of the best things that you can do to help yourself ultimately. So one thing that I will say for sure is that whenever I'm feeling, you know, down on myself for whatever I'm going through, um, one of the best things that I can guarantee will help myself to feel better is to help someone else. So it's, kind of sounds weird to be like, you know, be selfless in order to be selfish ultimately. Um, but it is impossible to sort of feel bad about yourself or to feel like you're not getting anything done when you're helping someone else. Like that is a foolproof way to help yourself get into a higher vibe state of mind. And if you're helping someone else be productive, that will in turn help you be productive. So sometimes all we crave is just that feeling of getting things done and feeling a sense of accomplishment. So once you do that, um, with something that's entirely unrelated to whatever it is you're working on, all you need is that little that little kick in the butt to, um, have that then feed into whatever you're trying to do. So if you have a friend that needs a hand building something in their backyard, help them out. If you are live with your parents and, um, you know, they could use, uh, you know, some time an evening to themselves, you know, cook dinner for them or, just anything, like whatever you can to help someone else, you know, volunteer at a charity, spend some time working with others and, um, just doing that. Or even just like little things like opening the door for someone, like it seriously can be super, super small. Um, and I'm not saying that you should limit this to only times when you're feeling 
uh, stuck in a rut. You should be doing this kind of thing all the time. Um, but that is something that I love to place my energy even more into intentionally when I feel like I'm stuck in a place myself. Um, number six is to journal. So really taking some time to get what is in your head out of your head and putting it down on paper. And sometimes, you know, I'm even guilty of this. I don't journal all the time, but I know that I need to when I find that I am so in my head that I'm, you know, not contributing much to conversations or I'm not, you know, really seeing what's around me. I'm just kind of there and not actually taking it in because I'm so in my head, busy with my thoughts. And while it can feel like, you know, what's the difference between having your thoughts in your head and having it on paper, there is a lot of difference because in order to put it on paper, you actually have to verbalize it and put it into a, um, like a, you know, something that makes sense as opposed to just being a jumbled stream of consciousness. Um, it's almost like, you know, taking something from being a jumbled mess on your desk to actually starting to file it away. So journaling out what is on your mind and what's holding you back is really going to help you figure out what, you know, is the root of, um, what you feel like is limiting you in the moment. So give yourself a prompt, like, you know, what is holding you back right here, right now in this moment, you know, not what, what, not what, what was holding me back in the past or what do I fear is holding me back that has not yet come to me. What right now in this moment is holding me back and see what comes up. Um, another thing you can do is just free, write. So instead of just, instead of having a prompt or answering, just write, put pen to paper and just write for, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes straight without lifting your pen. It can be, um, in this way, it's kind of fun because it doesn't have to be a sentence. It can be one whole run on sentence. It doesn't have to make sense. You can put ums if there, if you don't know what to say, you know, you just kind of let it go and don't judge yourself. Don't judge what comes up. Just let it be stream of consciousness. Um, that's one of my favorite ways to journal when I'm on a plane um, and really taking advantage of that quiet time that I have. And trust me, it makes your flights like literally fly by, <laughs> pun intended. Um, but also it's a great way to start the day and end the day. Both, you know, when you start the day, you just have this fresh um slate and you can kind of think about what dreams you had and what those potentially meant for you, just getting them out and sharing them. Um, there's actually a lot that your dreams can reveal. So I love to try to remember those when I can, but also at the end of the day, you've you know probably had a long day and a lot of things that happened. So you can kind of start writing those down, um, and any thoughts that you have about them or anxieties or things like that. So that when you, when you do start to shut off and go to sleep, you don't have, um, this racing mind. You've already gotten at, gotten it out and you can really just, you know, start relaxing, um, and easing into a restorative night's sleep. My last tip, tip number seven is having accountability with someone other than yourself. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be our own accountability buddy. And while that's great, if that works for you, I mean, for me, sometimes it works and sometimes I really need the help of someone else to kind of keep me in line. Um, but I think we get even harder on ourselves when we can't hold our, hold ourselves accountable all the time, because not only do we feel badly about being in a rut in the first place, but we feel like we have this extra layer of pressure on ourselves to tell ourselves to get out of it on our own. If that makes any sense, it's almost like an inception kind of thing. Um, so just sharing what your goals are, you know, what you're trying to accomplish with someone else can really help not only keep you motivated, but 
um, help take some of the pressure off. And statistically, you're like 33% more likely to actually accomplish what you're setting your mind to just by sharing it with someone. Um, so I like to do this sometimes, you know, I'll tell my sister or I'll share it on my social media channels or, um, tell a friend, whoever, um, someone who I can trust that, um, I have, you know, my mind set on something or, you know, when I was working with a coach, I would tell her, you know, this is, these are what my goals are. And she'd be like, okay, great. I'm going to check in with you and see where you're at in like a few days. And, um, you can have someone do that, or you, you may, you may not even need them to, to check in with you, but just by sharing it in the first place helps makes it more concrete and more real. Um, it's sort of like the last tip that I had, the journaling, getting it out and just getting it out of your head kind of makes it feel more real. So, Holding yourself accountable with the help of someone else can really um, be the sort of kickstarter to getting yourself moving. So maybe that's the first thing that you want to do is just tell someone what your goals are and then go back to the beginning of this list and start doing the little things first. Give yourself some self-care time. Um, do the things that are going to help put you in that high vibe mindset, some self-care, some um, cleaning up of your space. Then start meeting yourself where you are. Take the little steps first. Don't do everything all at once. Um, you know, just try to get one thing back in order at a time and get the momentum going. And then, you know, if you need to step away from it for a little while, get some fresh air, um, take a breather and come back to it when you feel fresh and ready and feeling like you're going to put in some good energy as opposed to just the blocked energy that you had before. Um, help someone else be productive and journal what's going on in your head. So on the topic of accountability, I wanted to mention to you guys an amazing offer that I am doing right now um, for the summer to appreciate you guys um, for being such amazing devoted listeners. So this is an exclusive offer only on this podcast. I am in the middle of revamping my coaching options for the summer as things are picking up pace a little bit, but I wanted to offer a discount on my current offerings while they are still there. So by listening to this podcast, um, anybody can head on over to my website and check out um, any of my coaching options. So from my food journal consultations, which both um, can include a phone call or not, um, as well as my single and three package coaching sessions, you can get 20% off any of those, um, or any combination of those simply by entering the code summer vibes at checkout. So that's just all one word summer vibes and yeah, 20% off. Um, so really wanted to just give back and thank you guys, um, for being such amazing listeners and such a supportive community. And lastly, this is a separate but equally exciting opportunity, is that for anyone who rates and leaves a review on this podcast this week, you will be entered to win a free 30-minute consultation with me. And that is just another way that I want to say thank you for you guys. Um, so don't forget to head to the review section of the podcast, whatever you call that, um, after listening and leave review, rate, share all of that stuff. Um, I love you guys so much. Thanks again for listening. Hope this was helpful and feel free to share it with anybody else that you think would benefit from hearing. Alrighty guys, I will talk to you on the next show. Take care.